Hello, listeners, and welcome to Reliving the Extreme. Nate Maxson here with you. Just wanted to come on before we start the show or before I play the show for you and let you know you will hear some choppiness in the show this week. I did have some internet issues. They were all my fault this week, nobody else's, so I apologize for that. But still a great show. We had a great time and got an hour out of this doozy of an episode of ECW that we watched this week from March the 22nd, 1994. Uh, Before we start the show, I do want to let you know that if you have not yet, please check out WrestleNet Radio. It is 24-7, 365 Wrestling Talk. Episodes of this show are there, the We Can't Wrestle podcast, um, virtual asylum shows with your favorite stars of professional wrestling, um, all kinds of stuff on there. Our new partners, the Tornado Tag podcast, are on there as well. It is something is always on, and all you have to do is go to the Google Play Store and download the WrestleNet Radio app, or if you have an Apple phone, you can go to the site www.tinyurl.com backslash WrestleNet Radio. Check it out today. We're very proud of this and uh, enjoy it. So anyway, let's get into it. Reliving the Extreme, that's what you all came here for. Reliving the Extreme, March 22nd, 1994. It's a doozy. This week on Reliving the Extreme, we're all regretting our lives right now and regretting doing this podcast, possibly. I'm Nate Max and everybody, along with my brother Aaron. Hello. And Mr. Chad Austin as well. Hey, what's up, peoples? We are reviewing this week the episode of ECW from March 22nd, 1994, and we're going to try to give you an hour. We really are. Right, guys? We're going to give it the old Cabrini College try here. It's going to be an hour. It's not going to necessarily involve the whole entire ECW show. So is there anything we want to touch on before we get into this doozy? Well, I don't know. Aaron, I was going to ask you guys... um, have you seen any good matches recently? Um, yeah. Okay, it's a show, Aaron. You kind of got to fucking elaborate a little bit. Well, I mean, I saw a couple good matches this week. All right, um, how about this? Did you like Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryanson? I did. I did enjoy that match very much. I didn't like the finish, but I liked the match. Why do you like the finish? I mean, what what did you want? I don't know, I just a leg drop. I wanted a va- I wanted somebody to win. Well, I, you know, I, I don't necessarily don't agree with that assessment, but I think what they did was, I think it was great for the fact that they established there was time limits and it it didn't it didn't bury either one of the guys. What, what were you going to do? You going to bury Brian or you going to put Brian over? I'd have him lose, honestly. Okay, well, do you work there? No. All right. <laughs> I, I just looked at it as like, well, you know, it could have, you know, you're right in the sense that they could have done anything. And I would have been like, damn, I would have never saw that coming, you know? I didn't, like, I didn't watch them. I didn't watch the match, but I saw what the finish. I think that the the finish essentially, tell me if you think I'm off base, Chad. I think it was good just because you're beginning something. This is just starting between these two guys. So, in the modern era of putting your, uh, you know, your big match out there two weeks after the two guys even breathe on each other, if that's how wrestling's going to be, then this is the beginning of something. So you could have, you're probably going to have a series, obviously, of matches between these guys. 
The next Doesn't one being a title match. Yeah, the next one maybe being a title match. Maybe Brian goes over. Maybe he doesn't. Or maybe you make him chase it a little longer. Or maybe they go an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they, they definitely set a precedent, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, how many times in AEW have they established a 30-minute time limit? Nothing in my <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say they barely established rules to begin with. <laughs> this, this was a, a refreshing change. <laughs> That's what I was trying to formulate when I was, I was trying to formulate my thoughts when I was saying that I would have had Brian lose because they've always talked about being time limit and sports entertainment ba- or sports based and fucking wins and losses and stuff matter. So obviously they held that because he didn't get the title shot because they said, you know, it's your first match. Why would you get a title shot? Which I, I actually liked that. Mm-hmm. But have him lose and then have him ask Omega for a rematch and Omega go, no, I fucking beat you. And then just go on just like this epic undefeated streak, like almost Goldberg-esque. And then in six months, be like, this dude has not been pinned in six months. He's got the best record in the business. Now you have no reason to say you can't wrestle this guy, Kenny. Yeah, I agree. Seeing it holds the belt that long, which he should. I, but I that's also, what I would do. I also could have went the route where... I'm I'm piggybacking on um, what Aaron said was I would have had Brian lo- you could have had Brian lose and then had him get up and be like damn like I didn't realize you guys were this good you know mm-hmm. like like I, I didn't expect this this is not what I expected so I better I listen to the doctor we were wrong about you buddy <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean <laughs> yeah. The, the, them boys had the wrong story about you, <laughs> but yeah, I would have that 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 could have been the same thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. had Brian lose and then him be like, "I didn't expect AEW to be this this tough," you know? Yeah, yeah. And you, there's so much story you can tell with, uh, I mean, fuck finishes and stuff, you know, because Omega's part of a group, so that's built in, you know, that's that's built in there. What did you think of? What do you think, Chad, of uh, of the the um, MJF Pillman Junior. stuff? I don't think we discussed it on the show. Did you think? Do you think that the the MJ? I understand the heel heat and all that, but do you think the MJF promos were over the line and cheap? Yeah, because I mean, I said that about the Eddie's down there promos back when Aunt Randy Orton did those. So I don't know. I just I, I'm I'm actually everybody I talk to that I know watches wrestling. I'm asking them because I want to know what the general opinion yeah, is. Of, of, that. of course they were too far, <laughs> but but that's fucking pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Has anybody seen um, 1985 WCW think, like Jim Cornette promos? You know, up like, where he's up talking like a about challenger. Me, how? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like. I mean, nothing, nothing, and I mean, this, this is according to me. I, I'm not speaking for the whole entire public whatsoever, but nothing to me is off limits when it mm-hmm. comes to pro wrestling, especially if it's true. Right. I, I'm not saying you have to dig into somebody's past that nobody knows about to make it true, but it, it, if something comes out, like, you know, Let's just take like the the, the Dundalk. I mean the Dung, the Duggan Sheik thing. You know what I mean? That was a that was a big deal. So mm-hmm. do something with that, but don't dig into somebody's past. You know, right. just for the sake of doing it. If nobody can, if nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. But yeah. 
Um, I think Coleman was a great guy because I said, I don't know, maybe it was last week, week before, whatever. MJF needs to get his heat back. He's got to get his heat back because they got to establish some heels there, like real heels there. Mm-hmm. And and little fucking little Pillman, whatever his name is, <laughs> little Brian Pillman, <laughs> little Brian, <laughs> little Brian Pillman. <laughs> you know, I mean, so what's it going to hurt if you beat him? You know, right? It's it's not like he was like the WWE champion. And headlined in WrestleMania nine or anything. <laughs> he had he watched WrestleMania nine, <laughs> or maybe he wasn't even alive. Then. I don't even know if he was alive at WrestleMania for WrestleMania. Yeah. Nine. But, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. And I guess one more thing, we'll just go ahead and do it. We'll address the uh, the elephant in the room <laughs> before we get into the show. Uh, Tommy Dreamer's on this show, but uh, we'll we'll talk about Dark Side of the Ring here. Um, I'm sure. Everybody that listens to this show listens to wrestling podcasts and is in wrestling social media. So you've heard every motherfucker's opinion on this thing. Every motherfucker with a keyboard has given their opinion on this thing. So I guess us motherfuckers could give our opinion on it too. I personally think Tommy Dreamer got a raw deal. Well, you're an idiot. <laughs> and this is your show, but you're an idiot. And the reason the reason I say it is because I don't think that, and, and I know, I'm, I'm probably in the minority because I know how Aaron thinks about it. He didn't, Tommy Dreamer didn't say anything on this show that I haven't heard a hundred other wrestlers say on a hundred other shoot interviews about Ric Flair. Well, he wasn't on that, they weren't on that show. Right, and I understand that. But it wasn't what he said about Ric Flair necessarily that brought the heat. It was the fact that he attacked that that lady and was basically saying that she was she took money and da da and and was basically how do I want to say it? I don't want to say disgracing her, but like dismissing her complaint. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and um, it's like I told uh, um, Archie when we were talking about it. It's the, Archie, the, yeah, not. He wasn't on here, but anyway, um, what everything Flair did in the eighties and in the nineties and all that, that was in the wrestling bubble. Mm-hmm. And yeah, here you Tommy, brought a, civi- you brought a civilian did, into it. You brought somebody into it that didn't want to have, didn't have anything to do with it. Tommy didn't do himself any favors by trying to describe the whole situation. You know, no, you're I mean, right. I mean he he did step he did step in a in a in a woke pile of shit. You're right. I mean he should have just kept his mouth shut and you know, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I <laughs> I just, I, I think that, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think, that, I don't think that, that, that it was grounds for dismissal from your job to be, there honest. was no way, there was no way for them not to talk about it, but the way he went about talking about it was the wrong way. Like he should have said, this is what I know happened. I agree, Aaron. I think you're and, and, right. and then just said, look, these are the facts. This is what I know happened. And when they say, what do you think about it? You say, I'm not going to say what I think about it. At least not why that camera's on. You know what I mean? Did, was did but, Tommy but, even say that he wasn't even on the plane? Yeah, I don't think he was. Well, he said he wasn't I, I, even on I the think, plane. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. So, <laughs> what the fuck are they interviewing you for? <laughs> well, true. Like, why are you? Why have you even put yourself in this position? <laughs> yeah. So you, you go on camera and you pretty much make a fool out of yourself, saying, "Well, it was just Ric Flair being Ric Flair." Well, that was fucking great. 30 years ago, 30 years mm-hmm. ago, you know, but 30 years ago, Ric Flair wasn't sexually assaulting a flight attendant. Or if he was, it wasn't fucking known to any of us, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
You know, I, I, I look at Tommy Dreamer as in the best thing he could have did was just shut the fuck up and not say anything. And then he wouldn't be in this position. You know what I mean? Right. And now he's in this position where what? He got suspended? Yeah. He probably he'll, he'll, he'll never work in the business again at this point. I mean, he's been ostracized over this. I don't know. He's I know he's canceled personal appearance or he's canceled appearances and stuff that he uh, had coming up and all kind of shit. Yeah, so he's done. Uh, he's done. He's out. <laughs> that's a shame. <laughs> oh, poor he Tommy. Out, he had to pull out a ledges of hand bone at the last minute. <laughs> oh well, I mean Better chance you can win. There, there you go, Aaron. I think you just discovered who your hand bone was going to be. But <laughs> the only problem is you might not be able to fucking undo that hand bone. He might, he might carry that trophy around like you know, like you know when he goes to the ring. Well, never mind. <laughs> um, uh, when he goes to bed, let's put it that way. When he goes to that target, the Shane Douglas run, the twenty four seven hand bone. <laughs> 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 him and Shane Douglas are, are, are working at a target together now. <laughs> yeah. And, and then Shane brings a referee in and tries to pin him for the hand bone. It's a 24 7. Alfonso works bone. there too. Yeah. yeah. Tom, get him, Daddy. Like, Tommy's like, dude, I'd really like to be a cashier. And Shane's like, we're going to have to put you in the back for like six months. <laughs> you yeah. can't see you here. <laughs> I mean, you're a loaded truck that, dreamer. <laughs> that, that shit you said on Dark Side of the Ring, man, we can't put you on the floor. <laughs> but hey Fonzie go out there and work the toys <laughs> you got it daddy reverse and like M.A.W. figures <laughs> alright daddy yeah, all right. Right. right down the middle right down the middle <laughs> Could you imagine a fucking like a store that had like Tommy Dreamer like Bill Alfonso and like Sandman all working at it just hey Hey, 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 sir, where are the AEW figures? And then you got Sam in with a cigarette sticking. I don't know. I don't fucking know. What do you got over there? <laughs> and then, then you go ask Tommy Dreamer, and he's sexually harassing somebody in the in the break room. But he Rick Flair, he's not. Rick Flair, Rick Flair did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tommy Dreamer, you're not Rick Flair. <laughs> Other developments here. I know Chad and I were talking before we went on the air. We heard about the pizza debacle the the uh the sal's pizza or whatever it was that you were working at i think aaron correluded it to sal belomo somehow but um and now chad is working for doordash correct fuck yeah i'm dashing it up <laughs> busting doors down with my dashing and now you're your own boss yeah but i ain't doing shit <laughs> the, the, the cool the cool thing is i get a little map that tells me when it's busy and then I can just go like, all right, well, you're busy in my area. I go. I had one person, like for for some reason, my map told me it, it was it got busy where I live at, and I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna jump on it, mm-hmm. and I jumped on it. It was one delivery. I'm like, that's it. That's what you call busy. That's false advertising. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. At least I got out of the house. I got to listen to fucking you know Jim Cornette's nonsense for a while and and it's not even like i need to work mm. you know what i mean sometimes it is just about it's sometimes like it is just about getting money. away yeah yeah i mean I, I i i just need to get out of the house you know what i mean mm-hmm. my parents left me a pretty good sum of money not like archie mitchell money don't get me wrong <laughs> i i i don't have i don't have that kind of money but my parents left me enough money that i really can just pretty much just do whatever i want 
And the thing about the delivery thing, like for years in my 20s, I delivered furniture for a living. Man, you, you go to people's homes. And you Is get there chest in characters. your drawers? You get, <laughs> you get to see some characters out there when you're doing deliveries of stuff. And people, a lot of people don't give a fuck. They answer the door in interesting outfits and such. It's definitely, uh, that was, that was, uh, oh man, it was so, so many adventures having to go into people's houses. Cause people are, first of all, everybody's disgusting. Just so everybody else knows when you think, when you think you're looking around, you know, this person's probably got a nice clean house or nice, this, this. Everybody's disgusting. Everybody's got <laughs> fucking shit on the floor. Not literal shit, but you know what I mean. Do you know what was on the other night on the IFC channel? Um, Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds is one of my favorite movies of all time. I recorded it. I saved it. I watched it again. One of my <laughs> favorite scenes is when... All the nerds go to the people's houses mm-hmm. to look for housing and the people they run into. And I'm just like, yeah, these are the same rubes that, that I see. And, and you know who the one guy is? The one guy's Big Jim Harris, right? Is it? Yeah, from um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I remember was, that now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's my, one of my favorite movies. But, yeah, but you're that, a- that, that's what I thought of when I'm going to these fucking rubes' houses. Like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm thinking about like kicking somebody in the gut and RKOing them out of nowhere because they've already paid me. Yeah, they're Panera bread just everywhere. Just yeah. all, all over the porch. <laughs> there you go. Well, do you think we can dig into this show a little bit? Well, I got I got 45 minutes to kill. Aaron, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. You, re- you ready? Yeah. <laughs> it is March. It is March the 22nd, 1994, ladies and gentlemen, the episode of ECW. And Chad's not wrong when he uses the expression recap championship wrestling because there is a whole lot of recapping going on here on this show. It's almost like a a 45-minute ECW event center with a couple of matches in there that they had left over from the taping. Um, We start off the show with footage from Sabu and Taz from last week with Taz winning the TV title. Yeah, I mean, can, I mean, can you just imagine, like, um, if if you were a fan, like, um, th- didn't we talk about this like previous shows, Aaron? You might know, like, how people were anticipating watching the ECW on the Tuesday night, whatever it was that came out in their in their hometown, like, but then they, when they get the show, it's an hour, right? But when they get the show, they, they are they sitting there going, "Yeah, it's ECW." But it's last week's ECW. Like, are they are they excited? Like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we saw this. What say you, Aaron? It, it's it, 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 like like you guys are saying. This is a heavy recap show, and I know they're probably trying to get people to go to Valley Forge or whatever. But it's like the people that are going to go to Valley Forge are going to go to Valley Forge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not mm-hmm. gaining anybody. That's just like, oh. That seems interesting. I'm going to go watch this now. Like, like you've already got your audience. Just keep doing your show. Yeah, but Valley right. Forge Don't keep isn't Valley Forge isn't really close to Philly. It, it, it's at least if it's not an hour, it's at least 45 minutes away. It's not like it's like it's in the city. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what it's I'm not saying. Swanson. Like, they're, they're trying to sell. They're trying to sell a show. They're trying. That's, that's what I'm saying. They're trying to sell people to go to the show that are already going to be going to the show. So. There's no need to do all this fucking recapping other than the fact that they probably didn't have anything else. Yeah. yeah. They're like, what, what, what do we have left? Yeah. Uh, we have a dreamer or we have a Douglas Tanaka match. 
We'll get to that later. <laughs> we show uh, Todd Gordon outside the Valley Forge Music Center. And I, all I have is Todd Gordon outside Valley Forge hyping the card. Nice scarf, Todd. <laughs> yeah, Todd's terrible. I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say is Todd's terrible. And his stupid hat and his stupid sunglasses. And, yeah, <laughs> I would have preferred Maddie over this. Oof. Oof, yeah, you ain't kidding. That's a, that's a doozy. You wanted Matt, Maddie? <laughs> At least I would have had some material to work with. Born-ass <laughs> Todd Gordon. Yeah, why? Why does Todd always seem so fucking lame? Like, he, like he never, he, like he, like his enthusiasm seems so like unenthusiastic. You know what I mean? It, it's it's almost yeah. You're you you've nailed it. I was I was just gonna say before you said that he tries so hard, it comes off as I guess phony. I, I don't know. That's I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but he tries too hard. And then it, he, say, he looks like a, he looks like a dope. Like I said, unenthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's Todd Gordon in a nutshell. We get a video for Road Warrior Hawk, who at this point they're wasting money on. Um, you ain't kidding, dude. I don't, I don't know. How much I mean, what, what, what do you think that is? You think it's yeah, probably like fifteen, twenty-five? I mean, that's. I guess. I guess you would be the expert. You know, you worked. You worked in this area at this time. For somebody of his, I guess, stature, is that was that about standard, fifteen to twenty-five? Yeah, I would say. I mean, I mean, if um, that that was probably like a three-day weekend, I would, I would assume, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the Valley Forge thing. So that was probably a three-day weekend. So I'm guessing if it was a one-time deal, it would have been twenty-five. I'm assuming, but if it was a three-day deal, it, it, I might guess it would have been a thousand to fifteen. I mean, that, I mean, that's just me speculating. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to hold it, you know, and write it in stone. I did would they be? Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead, because I did the same thing, but you go right ahead with it. I did Shazam the song. I'm like, who is this? Oh, good lord! Here is we this go. Real song, and it's a song called "Fight" by a guy named Angus Khan. <laughs> Angus Khan, yes. I did the same thing. I was like, "Fuck is this? Uh, this? I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is Tony's brother or what, but or killers. Uh, the song's terrible. <laughs> like I said, the, uh, the 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 money value that they're getting out of Hawk at this point is not, to me, a return. They probably look at it as a return. They probably look at him as a draw. And maybe he was. I could be full of shit. I don't know. I mean, but, no, I, I, don't, I don't think you were at all. I don't think anybody spent one extra dollar or it, it got one person to drive one extra mile or put one extra dollar in their gas tank to go to fucking Zero Warrior Hawk. <laughs> I think it was just like um, Aaron or Nate, if I could, if I can quote one of your things, it was putting a hat on a hat. <laughs> I, I love, I love that saying. By the way, I do too. I do too. Totally stole I, I try, it from Cornette. I try, to fit, I try to fit it in any time that I can. <laughs> um, totally stole it from Cornette, but I stole it and I kept it because I love it too. I say it at work all the time. Why the fuck are we putting a hat on a hat? Um, do you think? I guess this is. A I off, said the. Off- I, sorry, I said the no, Cornette expression. I said the Cornette expression because this guy at work was like. It was his project or whatever, and I was supposed to be helping him. He was like, what do you think we should do here? And I was like, you're the one fucking the dog. I'm just holding its head. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, what? God God bless Cornette. (laughs) And it's giving us. It's like, not everybody knows what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. We'd all be mutes. 
<laughs> if it wasn't for his euphemisms, yeah. Oh, yeah. How would I? How would I ever find anything witty to say without Jim Cornette to let me know? Yeah, instead of just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like that's so easy. Now you can now you can say all kinds of witty shit thanks to the fucking the Almighty. Uh, I guess off off base question or maybe not. We were talking about Hawk being a draw. Do you think? Do you think it's the opposite if you throw animal into the mix and if they would have been if they would have been together the road warriors as a tag team do you think that would have put that would have helped the, the house cuz you know you've just got road warrior hawk one half of the road warriors it's kind of uninspiring but if you were to say we have both of the road warriors i know it didn't happen but i guess i'm just trying to put it in perspective if they would have been there as an attraction together that might have made some difference i think it, it would have never happened hmm Never happened. Like there is no. I don't think think Animal would have did it, and two, I don't know if he would have been able to score both of them. Yeah, (laughs) there's there's no way. I mean, for for not only for reasons that were already given, but no, it it was not going to happen. Why? What what were you going to do? Bring the Road Warriors in and put, I mean, because they always they always brag about how they have like 1,100 people in the ECW arena. What are they going to say? They put 13,000? You know, what are they, AEW all of a sudden? <laughs> you know? It, 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 it's, we got 13,194 people. And they're all in the key demo. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that, that, you know, there's no way Paul could have booked Animal and Hawk. And I, I, I just didn't, I just never saw, honestly, this is just me personally. No offense to the, to the late Mike, but I just never saw any value in Hawk, like mm-hmm. by himself. I agree with you. I absolutely agree. Same with, uh, you know, when they're bringing in Nightheart, you know, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> God, uh, Aaron, you still had a problem picking your ham bone? Aaron, oh, it looks like he's frozen. I think he's the ham bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I just don't think that there's no way Paul could have got Animal and Hawk because look, look at it this way: if Hawk was, uh, like I said, just say Hawk was fifteen hundred, mm-hmm. say Animal was twenty five hundred, separately. Separately speak, do you think the tag team would have been five grand? No, because no, because they, the t- tag team probably would have been between seven and ten, don't you think? Well, that's, that's what I'm asking. Like, it would have been considerably more, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The value goes up way up <laughs> when they're when they're actually a tag team. Yes. So instead <laughs> of having Road Warrior Hawk team up with JT Smith or somebody, <laughs> they could have had Animal there. Are you are you back, Aaron? I think so. <laughs> All right. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, if you think so, then we're going with that. That's <laughs> the next match that we have here is the Bruise Brothers. This is actually probably the best fucking thing on this show. I'm just saying. Because it is the Bruise Brothers being the Bruise Brothers going over two jobbers in a squash. That's exactly what it is. It serves every purpose it should serve. Well, you know who I, one of the jobbers are, right? Well, I wrote their names down here. Let's see. Chris Ford and Damian Stone, right? That's what they're being called on the show anyway. Well, you know who Chris Ford is? I do not. Um, Devin Storm. Ah, yeah, I thought it was, but I wasn't sure because they didn't. You didn't really get a good look at him because he was just <laughs> on the ground. So oh like, no! Yeah. So, it, like, it, it, it's not like you had a big Macho Man introduction. Yeah, but like when I'm looking at the outfit, that's what that's who I thought it was. But I was like, they didn't call him that, so 
it was that was that must be his real name or whatever. But I was yeah, like, his real name. So I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. So basically, it was the Bruce Brothers against Devin Storm and and uh, Little Guido. So Damian Storm is little, or Damian Stone was Little Guido. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't recognize either one of them. Because <laughs> you didn't get a chance to. <laughs> they tossed them motherfuckers around. <laughs> you, know? you know, when we started this show, I did not think that I was going to have, like, every week on this show, I'm giving high praise to Ron and Don Harris. Because I was not a big fan of Ron and Don Harris in the WWF or WCW or any of that. But you watch them in ECW and Smoky Mountain, and it's just a completely different animal. Come on, man. I mean, week after week, is it wasn't it you, Aaron? Me and you both were like, why are why weren't these two guys, you know, used bigger in, mm-hmm. in all them promotions? I, I I guess they were bigger. I guess they were bigger attributes to themselves. You know, you know. I guess you you know what I mean. Like they were yeah. bigger problems to themselves. They, and, yeah, they got in their own way a lot. Which I mean, when you're that big, it's kind of hard to not get in your own way. <laughs> I'm just but tripping I mean, over my big ass feet. Sorry. <laughs> I, I I would love. I think the next time that I talk to Jim Cornette, I'm going to ask him about why. I think I I'm, I think I will. I think I might reach out to Jim in the next few days, a few weeks, and ask him. Why he thinks that the Harris brothers didn't um, reach any more success than they did because we talked about this on the show week after week. Every, every week, yeah, every week. How good they are. And, and Dude, if, they they did. if you can't get a hold of them, email Charlie from Starkville and have Charlie from Starkville <laughs> email Brian last, and then you'll get your answer. I got a, thir- I got a third party him. <laughs> <laughs> tell a telephone, telegram, tell a Charlie from Starkville. Yes. 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 I mean, do you think it's do you think it's his address? It's By Charlie now, from it's Charlie from at Starksville, Mississippi <laughs> dot com. All right. Dad, Joey's in the Eagles Nest. And another recap. Here we get the recap of the Tommy Dreamer Jimmy Snooker feud. They are gonna be facing off in four days at the Valley Forge show. By the way, I looked and scoured, I could not find a copy of that show, so we won't be able to watch that one. But the Valley Forge show? Yeah, I can't find it. Anywhere. Yeah, I think that's one of the missing shows. Okay. I think that's one of the ones that um I can't think of the guy's name. I I, I mean, I'm sure it'll come to me when the when we're done recording. But I think that's one of the ones that the guy held up when Paulie broke off deals with the, the guy mm-hmm. from the production studio. I think that was one of the shows. The, yeah, the only, the only, the, the, I actually forgot. I was actually going to send you guys the clip as a joke and be like, all right, guys, here it is. We can watch it. But the only thing that I found that was the Valley Forge show was some dude recreating it on his Xbox with his creator wrestlers. <laughs> was I on it? Uh, I didn't watch the video. <laughs> it started up, and as I saw what it was, and I was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" And then all, I all, it, I, so. all I remember was walking because they they showed the nine one one promo video. I mean, we'll, we'll get there on on the show, but they they showed the video of nine one one where they couldn't have choke slammed me more times, more you know, more times. Mm-hmm. Me and Mikey look like we fucking we should we should be at a bed and breakfast, like rehabilitating. You know what I mean? And, yes. And then at the Valley Ford show, I remember. Um, did we even talk about this on the show where Hack, I had gotten Hack Myers a job? Where right? they put you in the mask? Yeah, but yeah, Hack Myers wanted to wear the mask, but 
Paul said, put a mask on Chad. But I was still wearing a shitty-ass neon orange outfit. <laughs> and we're walking down the steps, and the guy goes, jobber one, jobber two. <laughs> <laughs> and we all, we all knew, like, yeah, we're going. Like, it sucks when, when you're not walking down the aisle. <laughs> you're walking down the steps <laughs> you know like, it was like you're, it was, you're you're walking behind the guy with the hot dogs <laughs> yeah it was like the price is right except the price is right was i was getting choke slammed <laughs> it was like come on down what's your opening bid uh let's go with 911 yeah let's go with mash jabroni <laughs> We have a, uh, oh man, this next segment was rough. Oof. Joey Styles and Jason, Jason's cutting what he thinks is a fired up pro. Joey was funny. Joey was funny in this segment. Joey was funny in the back with the smiling and the his facials and stuff like that. But Jason was rough to watch here. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping you guys agree with me because. Jason is no longer the Jason, the sexiest man alive. That is no longer his name. Okay. Jason's new name is Jason the Hambonious Hambone Alive. <laughs> <Good God. laughs> I, 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 oh my God. Um, How do you I, like my Hambone? <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to be serious here for a second. Uh, if I could be serious for a second. Um, <laughs> I swear I thought this was probably Jason's best promo ever. <laughs> I, I thought it was because when he got serious, I was like, "All right, well, listen to this guy. He, he's he's talking about all the shit that he's been through as a job guy in the WWE, you know, all that other stuff." And then, like when he kept flicking his like head around, and I kept looking at the back of his head, and I just like, "Why didn't he say how do you like my fucking awful hair in the back?" <laughs> Like why wouldn't why wouldn't he do something about that? But I actually thought that was probably one of Jason's best promos ever. I mean, I'm actually I'm shocked that you guys didn't look at it that way. Yeah, and I and I don't know if it wasn't even necessarily the content, maybe the delivery. I don't know. He just maybe that's it's about, about his in, voice. That's, that's in my notes. Like I've nobody I've never heard anybody talk like him. You know what I mean? Like, like every people have similar voices. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if that's how he really talks or if he thinks that's how his character should talk or whatever, but this dude's the fucking undertaker ham bones, man. And and then there's Jason. He was going to buy Todd a toupee though. He did say that. Yes. Your bald head. (laughs) Well, see, and that's the thing too. He, he puts, he puts, uh, I think sometimes he tries too hard. Like, I'm going to get you a toupee for your bald head. Well, obviously, it's for his bald head. And, I mean, I, I don't know. His voice. His voice. With the wrong words. And it's like, yeah. oh. Well, I guess, we can, I guess we can agree to disagree on this one. But I thought this was Jason's best promo way, 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 way to date. <laughs> it, it, it was way better than how do you like my suit, you know? Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. that he, he he was like it, it kind of it was kind of a sense of um urgency 
because he realized he feel, shit's getting he fucking. Feel, I'm getting I'm getting beat up over here. You know what yeah, I mean? he, feel, he, he feels backed against the wall in peril. Yeah, yeah. But I guess you guys didn't like it, so yeah, it's the way it goes. No big deal. Like I said, I thought Joey was funny behind him. You know, um, like when he would mention that he he's going to get his head or he's going to get have to be in the ring with Road Warrior Hawk or whatever, and Joey flashes a big smile and then you know does the whole oh no I wasn't smiling thing. I thought that was fun. Up next, we have we have the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla on the Fuck yeah. uh, Chris Jericho in the ECW <laughs> show here. It is Rock and Rebel and the Pitbulls against the Young Dragons, who we have seen in the past. Um, or as Fat Sign Guy said, did you see his sign? Yes, yeah. Young Drag Queens. Young yeah, Drag Queens. Mean, there was a sign in the audience, Young Drag Queens. Yeah. Uh, and I think also... The, uh, I think Jason borrowed a pair of woman's pants. Like he was like, "Oh, I have no pants," and he was he like, borrowed? "Hey, yeah." He was like, "Hey, Nancy, can I borrow your leather pants?" I don't think Nancy was there. <laughs> <laughs> or if she was, she split after Jason asked for his, asked him for, well, his, for pants her pants. Split. If he borrowed <laughs> Nancy's pants and he wore them, then they split. <laughs> oh, them were some tight ass leather pants. No man should be wearing that. <laughs> you, you ain't kidding, man. How do you like? Me. How do you like my leather pants? <laughs> the he, they were so tight you could probably tell what religion he was. No. All right, that's fucking great. <laughs> the, the rebel, the rebel, and the people. Versus the young, shut up, Aaron. <laughs> you're, you're, crack, you're just you're cracking me up. We ain't got time for this. this is, um, <laughs> we're not here. Um, yeah, um, uh, oh my god, my eyes are starting to water because I'm laughing. <laughs> but they they did a couple of great spots, like not great spots, but the young dragons took like unbelievable bumps mm-hmm. for how bad Rebel and Pitbull were. Or we know Rebel's dead, but is Gary still alive? Yeah. Oh he's the guy that yeah. said Vince owns AEW. <laughs> yes, he's the one that said Vince owns AEW. <laughs> so he, his career's dead. But <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, the the uh, but yeah, like you said, I mean, this was a. Uh, it, it seems like on the in the ECW shows that we're watching right now, at least the TV shows, because we haven't got to really watch many of the super shows yet. But on the TV shows, the best matches are the squash matches. Well, that's what TV should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I grew up on that. I don't, I don't know about you two fucking goobs, but I grew up on watching. Brian Duffy against fucking, you know, yep, against the big star already in the ring. Thirty I, whatever, twenty thousand people at in Sheboygan watching um the Nasty Boys beat up two fucking slices of ham. And Aaron, I don't know if you were the person I was talking to about it or who it was, but literally, I was, t- I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. It's back then, a wrestler could not be good. But if he had cool squash, squash matches, I thought he was cool. Dude, you know? I'm, I'm still laughing over Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> God. 
Go ahead, you can keep talking. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just keep laughing <laughs> off, off camera. <laughs> good night, I. Good night, Adrian Street. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! The it's spot. Not, there's not a whole lot of stuff that pops me nowadays. Put it that way. <laughs> The spot at the end of this match with the table. I'm pretty sure the young dragon, whoever, whichever one it was, was supposed to go through that table when he got put to the outside of the ring. That was Mikey. I bet you it was Mikey. Be- yeah, no, I- because... Mikey was the one to the finish. Okay. Well, when they did this table spot on the outside, Pitbull threw the one young dragon over the ropes and he hit the table and didn't <laughs> go through it. And then the... The rebel just elbows this dude through the table. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking that the table was supposed to break when he went over the ropes and it <laughs> didn't. So rebel just did it to make himself look like the strongest wrestler in the history of wrestlers. <laughs> He's like, fuck yeah. He's like, watch this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I was like, Jesus Christ, it's the most impressive el- it's the most impressive elbow in, in wrestling history. Look at that. <laughs> Put a motherfucker through a table. <laughs> I, I can't even I can't even keep up with my notes anymore. <laughs> it, 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 the show is gone off the rails. Where I can't even read my notes. <laughs> God I hope this show's over because I have to go back to not delivering pizzas. <laughs> oh yeah, wasn't um isn't one of the next things we have coming up um the JT Smith thing or whatever? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, video packages for uh, Taz and then a video package for JT Smith. Yep, they're going to be later on in the show wrestling for the TV title. But the next match. You don't want to talk about that JT video? Go ahead. Oh, just oh, him oh. getting his ass kicked the entire yes. time. <laughs> and, and, and like WWE superimposed like music that you'd hear in like a fucking Hobbit movie or something. Like that. <laughs> what was that music? <laughs> I, I, I was watching the video going, all right, JT Smith going for the TV title. He's getting beat up. And that and then fucking I, music. And then I was, oh my God. I, I I just kept saying, why is J.T. Smith, why are they showing him just getting beat up the whole entire time? <laughs> and why is this the worst Wasp cover band I've ever heard in my entire life? Like, doing the music for this. Like, I thought it's, like I said, I thought it sounded like some kind of music, like where you'd get like a, montage in the middle of like fucking Lord of the Rings or like the hobbits are walking through the woods or whatever. Oh that oh that music. Oh I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that was completely different than the ones they played earlier. Yeah. This was this this was fucking <laughs> just him getting his ass kicked to some like yeah. terrible I mean, music. How, how is that gonna make you want to watch later on in the show? <laughs> <laughs> I mean we got JT Smith against who was it? Whoever whoever the champion is, I I, I forgot. Taz, Taz, yeah. Like watch JT Smith, and then they show him getting like suplex on his head. And I and when he said Philadelphia's favorite son, and I was like, wait a minute, SD Jones is Philadelphia's favorite son. Maybe JT Smith could be 
Philadelphia's favorite stepson. <laughs> That's a great moniker. That's a fantastic <laughs> moniker. Yeah, but but SD Jones is always Philadelphia's favorite son, as, at least as far as I've been alive. <laughs> like if they wanted to show him getting hurt or whatever, the best the best thing they could have done was show that Mike Awesome spot, okay, where he gets bended where he gets bent in half, <laughs> and then be like, "Look, J- this happened to JT Smith, and this motherfucker is still walking around." You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. that, would, that would be something. Like it would be like this guy don't don't sell him short. He's a tough ass some bitch. He got fucking bent in half. The back of his head touched his ass, and he still got up and fucking walked off. <laughs> the back of his no. head touched his ass. Aaron. <laughs> okay. Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, I have a question for you, and I know what you're going to yeah. tell me. You're going to be like, look, motherfucker, you're overthinking this show way too much. You're thinking it, overthinking it way too much than these guys would. Do you think they showed him getting beat up repeatedly so that when he won at the end, it looked like the upset that it was? Adelaide. It's possible. Paulie's not dumb, obviously, but put some emphasis on it. Don't just be, don't just be like, oh, like just put it out there cold and just make right. this video. This <laughs> right. is You're right. No, and I'm not disagreeing there, at all. Put out there, put it out there, saying, look, JT Smith, he's an underdog. We don't have a lot of highlights of him. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 a video, we're a music video <laughs> company, so we got to do something. <laughs> We sure are proud of him. He tries really hard. That's a hell of a way to highlight him by saying we don't have a whole lot of highlights of him. (laughs) I mean, JT Smith, we're very proud of him. There ain't too much to show, but we're proud of him. It's like your gay son (laughs) who's playing softball. Oh, good night. The only video I have of him is trying to catch butterflies with his hat. (laughs) All right. This show's completely gone off the rails. Aaron, you've outdone yourself tonight. I swear to God. I I can't get my composure. Where's Archie Mitchell? Stuck in traffic. <laughs> the next match is Shane Douglas and Pat Tanaka. Yes, Pat Tanaka is still around, ladies and gentlemen. The highlight of this match, Sherry Martell. Oh, of yeah. course it is. Because um um we talk about this every single week. The the highlight of almost every single show is Sherry Martell, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. any show that she's on. She didn't absolutely pop me, she popped me because she was t- she was yelling, she was talking shit to the ref. And he did something she didn't like, and she was like, "Pay attention, you stupid asshole." Yeah, but how often? Do, how often do the, does the camera ever pick that up? You're great, Aaron. That's right. How often does the camera ever pick that up? Yeah, she's like, she's yelling, "You stupid ref!" <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, I actually, I actually was sitting there watching it, going, "That's great, Sherry," because people like Sherry, I, I hate to say it, are basically what a dime a dozen, you know. Mm-hmm. Women are wrestling. Yes, you, you can you can pretty much just grab any girl, plug them into that spot. But Sherry, like how many times on the show that we've always talked about it, Nate, that Sherry is just like one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Oh, and two cuts above. Two cuts. Yeah. Above. I mean, at this time, he's got the two best female ballets of all time, in my opinion, on his fucking show. Woman and mm-hmm. Sherry are the best. 
Woman's still there? Yeah. She's, she's still working? Yeah, she's the Taz. Oh, all right. I forgot she's go work here. The uh the the like I said, the mat the match is pretty basic. Um not pretty a lot cool. to write home about. Yeah, the the, the, the best part is that I wrote is that Sherry had the best offense in the in the whole Yes, 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 she did. <laughs> that's that's pretty pathetic. I wrote Sherry has the best offense in the whole entire match. So we get a vid- well, actually, we get another recap here. Tommy Cairo and the Sandman, their feud recap. We get to see that that hillbilly wedding footage or whatever of Sandman's again. Oh, and then <laughs> this storyline's going to get interesting soon, though. Yes, yes. So Tommy's going to be laying pipe in Peach County here soon, so it'll be good. Did you sound like you sound like Bubba Ray trying to tell LaGreca to hang on about retribution? Just hang on. It's, it's going, going somewhere. It's yes. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. Hang on. Hang on. No. And then we are we are told next that everybody everybody's coming to Valley Forge because they want to see. That's right. Nine one one. And then we get a video for said nine one one. I, the Shazam Shazam didn't give me a song for that one. It was oh, like, unfortunately, oh, we can't that, even find no, it. But I tried. I tried. Like I held it up <laughs> to the speaker because, like, I was sitting in my chair. I was like, "Oh, pump, come on, tell me what this is." I was like, "Maybe it can't hear it." So I like put it right by the speaker, and you know what my Shazam the text actually said? But it said, "Hold on, this is pretty tough." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's fantastic, <laughs> dude. I, th- that's why I thought I wish it would have been Wasp. <laughs> it was like, so bad. A- I thought it, it was so bad. I thought it was Fozzie. Oh my goodness! <laughs> See, I like. I'm a big fan of Wasp, and I was like, if this is Wasp, this had to be like their sixth album. You know, like the first two are like, yeah, man, that's great stuff. And then you haven't heard from him for like, you know, 19 years. And then you put an album out and be like, oh, this is the new Wasp. This is awful. It it sounds like Wasp, but it's not really Wasp. (laughs) The main event of this show is, of course, as we talked about earlier, JT Smith and the Tasmaniac for the ECW Television Championship. The public enemy gets involved in this. Aaron, can you run down the finish for me? Um, there, uh, It was kind of a blur, but... Um, yeah, it was. A bunch of shit happens. Um, uh, public enemy try, comes out, tries to attack woman, and, Sa- and Kevin Sullivan comes out and gets involved <laughs> and ends up accidentally knocking Taz off the top rope. Uh, I think it's Johnny hits JT, and JT just falls on to Taz and pins him one two three. The people actually lost their shit. I mean, they they pop for it. And so JT, he is he, he is their he is their favorite stepson. Man, yeah. So what, what do you mean they lost their shit? Like they were looking around the floor for like their keys and stuff. <laughs> I, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I I I, I guess I'll, I'll give you the kind of pop for it. I still think lost their shit was, yeah, they were looking for stuff on the floor. 
<laughs> missing change. And then that <laughs> happened. Then that At the happened. end of this, Kevin Sullivan comes out. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And then all the guys, all the Valley Forged and Hell guys come out <laughs> and have a big schmoz. <laughs> and they play they play some terrible music for like oh, three and a half minutes here. Yeah, they played Angus fucking Khan again. Yes. <laughs> So that's Road Warrior Hawk's new music. And spoiler alert. Khan. Spoiler alert. Fucking Angus Khan is the ham bone of the week. <laughs> <laughs> right, right there on my notes, right after it says JT versus Daz, I wrote, I'm done. Because <laughs> I, I, I didn't know how much there was more to watch. But I was just going to tell you guys, I can't do this. I, I'm not watching anymore. And... Luckily, the whole entire, you know, he interfered and everything was, you know, done. And then it was a big, you know, a big brawl at the end of the show. And I'm thinking, like, there can't be anything left. There there can't be. And then when I saw the fucking ECW thing at the bottom going, oh, my God, thank fucking God. Because <laughs> I, I, I was done. I was, I was literally going to turn it off. And just ride your guys' notes for the rest of the show. And be like, whatever I, can't, I say, I was just going to go like, okay, yeah. yeah absolutely. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely, Aaron. I totally agree. Absolutely. <laughs> How about that fucking yeah. J.P. Smith? <laughs> Fuck. But luckily, like you said, it was over. And uh, it's another episode of ECW in the books. Um, I... I gave this show a, a dud rating. Uh, I gave this show negative Angus cons. Damn. I gave it. This, this, show, this show was bad. Like, bad. Yeah, it was sloppy. It was sloppy. It was um, poorly produced. There, there wasn't a lot of content, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be all being egregious of that. There wasn't like a oh, lot. Oh, Absolutely. And the only reason why I'm going to give this show a D was because of Aaron. <laughs> Don't put that on me. No, that's <laughs> all about. <laughs> you, you made me laugh about that. Otherwise, I was I just said, otherwise, I would just threw my pencil in the air and said, "Look, guys, mm-hmm. you got to find somebody. You got you got to you got to talk to Paul Loria." <laughs> get, get Tommy Cairo out of bed to see if he'll have. I can't. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta speak to one half of the young dragons because um, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but, but Aaron made it all the worthwhile, and I'm still fucking laughing over it. <laughs> but yeah, I, it, it was terrible. And I'm in, t- in total agreement. Oh my god! This is the first show, honestly. If we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have front loaded it with something. We wouldn't have got an hour. That's how bad it was. No, 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 yeah, no. There's no way this would have got an hour. No way. Well, we got an that's, hour out of it because it was it, it was that bad. <laughs> that's a little in, that's a little inside baseball for all of you listeners out there. Every week. We're like, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get an hour out of this. This week, I was really, really scared we were going to get like a half-hour show out of this thing. Like, I sat down on this chair like, well, we'll be done in about 15 minutes. Guess I got to start working on a best-of episode. <laughs> oh, dude. No, we can get we can get almost close to an hour out of everything. 
but it's almost going to be like breaking down like IWCCW match, you know, <laughs> like a, the Joseph Odie fucking promotion, where it's like, oh, good God. But how many times are you talking about yeah. Vic Steamboat? <laughs> well, I, dude, that's a great match. I love that match. It's, it's, it's one of my, so good. My, they showed it 720 times. That's why it's in my top 100, because I've seen it that many fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is a great show, guys. Well, I want to thank Chad and Aaron for joining me once again this week on Reliving the Extreme. And there it is, another episode in the books of ECW's journey, Reliving the Extreme with myself, Aaron, and Chad Austin. Again, I apologize for any audio issues that we had during the show this week. Internet issues are what they are, and that is what it is. (laughs) But uh, thank you all again for joining us. Um, I would be remiss if I did not tell you. Find Chad on Twitter at Chad Austin Demera. Find Chad on Facebook and Chad's Video Vault if you are looking for any, any old school wrestling. I'm sure Chad can find it for you and get it out to you. So make sure that you are doing that, getting a hold of our buddy Chad Austin on the social medias. And I want to thank all of you once again for joining us on Reliving the Extreme. We'll see you next week. Hopefully next week's show that we have to watch is better. Or Chad might quit. I don't want him to quit. (laughs) But thank you, everybody, for joining us, and we'll see you next week on Reliving the Extreme. Have a great week, everybody. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Maxin' Out Media, all rights reserved.